a conversation about being on fire for God. We talk about John the Baptist who was not only a shining light, but he was a burning light. We talk about Jesus saying that he came to send fire on the earth and he longed to see it um, kindled. We talk about how John the Baptist said that Jesus will baptize with the Holy Ghost and he will baptize with fire. And we say as fiery believers, we will be believers who have a passion for the things of God, will be full of ze uh, zeal, will be full of holiness, um, but will just burn. Because our God, as Hebrew 12 tells us, he's a consuming fire, he's a, he's a, a burning fire. And so that's why he has called us to, to burn. So we're going to continue um, this month, as I promised, that we would look a little bit more into it. Okay, so in the book of Isaiah in chapter 6, the prophet, he had a vision of the seraphims who were around God's throne. That word seraphim means the burning one. You see, our God, he is a fire. Ooh. And the creatures that are around his throne, they are fiery and they are burning. We cannot be around this God of fire and not be touched by fire like it says in hebrews his ministers are what flames of fire now we know that he lives within us through his spirit we know that we are one with him one with jesus and we know that as jesus is so are we in the world so jesus is really our prototype and as he lived on the earth he was one with the Father. Okay? He was uh, he carried this passionate zeal within. He lived only to see the will of God being accomplished. That was um, the desire of Jesus to see the will of the Father being uh, accomplished. Um, there's a scripture in uh, Isaiah 33, 14 that I that I that I'm I won't want to say I love, but I'm I'm intrigued by it. that's the word. It says here, the sinners in Zion are terrified. Trembling grips the godless. And then he asks the question: Who of us can dwell with the consuming fire? Who of us can dwell with everlasting burnings? Talking about God. But what a wonder. Unlike these sinners <laughs> in Zion. Because of the precious blood of the Lamb, because of the atoning sacrifice of Jesus, we believers, we dwell with everlasting burnings. We dwell with the consuming fire like the seraphims, like the burning ones around the throne. So are we. So, but we know that this is in our spirits because we are joined to him. We are one spirit with him. And our goal or our desire should be to let this fire, which consists of the zeal, the passion, the holiness, to flow out of our spirits and to affect our souls and our bodies. So we want to consider how do we become these fire of believers? Now, 
if we don't see ourselves being on fire if the embers of our spiritual lives are burning low if we do not see ourselves spending time in the word we have no desire for prayer we shun the work of god no matter how many appeals are made in church if we have no desire to share christ with anyone if we find ourselves easily yielding to sin if we find our natural preoccupations to be more enjoyable than the things of the spirit these are all signs that you are not burning with the fire of God. And I believe um, there are things that we can do. Nothing new. You've probably heard it before. You probably have heard me say it before. But I just want to um, focus on it. Now, um, Bishop Johnson has been preaching on um, life abundance, the life of Christ that we have for those of us in harvest we know that this year is our year of uh, life abundance so the first thing i want to say is that the first thing we need to do if we want to become more on fire for god <laughs> in our souls and in our bodies let me say because in the spirit we are we are those seraphims, we are those burning ones, we are those ones on fire with God. Then what we have to do is that we should become more conscious of our union with God. Because you see, the more we see Jesus as he is, the more we become like him. So we need to see him in his passion, we need to see him in his zeal, we need to see him in his holiness. We need to get a revelation of this God of fire and then we will be transformed by the Spirit of God into what we see. As 2 Corinthians 3 tells us. This is not a one-time event, but it is a gradual metamorphosis. It is a transformation from one degree of glory to the next degree of glory. So, let us spend time becoming more conscious of our union with the Lord. Secondly, and this is how now the Spirit of God, I want to go into detail um, to say how the Spirit of God will do the work. Okay? And I want to read in 2 Corinthians, um, no, I'm sorry, in 2 Timothy um, chapter 2, starting from verse 19. It says, nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure. Having this seal, the Lord knows them that are his. his. And let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor, some to dishonor. If a man therefore will Purge himself from these, he shall become a vessel unto honor. He shall become sanctified and meet or ready for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Now, for me to live as a burning one, I need to endure and I need to yield to the purging and the prunings of the Lord. You see, for gold to become that sparkling and fiery metal that we love to see in jewelry and other things, 
that goal must first pass through fire to remove the impurities. Yes, in the spirit, we are holy, we are righteous, we are sanctified. But our souls need renewing and our bodies need to be crucified. I'm sure if gold or other precious metals could speak, they would say that they do not love the process of purification. But it is necessary. And as we can clearly see in the above voices, if we are to become vessels of gold and silver, if we have to become burning and shining lights, and available to God for his use, and prepared unto every good work, listen, it's not my words, it's from the word of God, then we must endure the pruning process. So, how do we go about this? First, like I said, we are to become more conscious of our union with, with Jesus. But then what happens we will become more aware of his promptings in our hearts, calling, all, calling us to actively put off the deeds of the old man and put on those of the new man. We will sense the deep yearnings in our hearts to give ourselves to spending time in the word, in prayer, in worship, in sharing his love with friends, family, and <laughs> enemies. We will see God work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. We will have these promptings. But, and this is key, we must surrender to him. We must yield to the pruning process. We must yield to that purging process. And sometimes it is hard on the flesh. But the power of transformation is available to us. The more we expose ourselves to the word in meditation, in confession, the more we spend time with God in prayer and praise, especially I want to say praying in tongues, this process will become effortless. Soon we will see ourselves becoming on fire for God as we say it. But... I hope you understand that you have a part in this. You have to yield to what God is saying, what God is doing. You have to expose yourself. You have to be that person to go and get the word of God and spend time in it. You have to be that person that will carve out time to spend with God in prayer and worship and praise. Okay? The Holy Spirit will do his part. But sisters, we have to do our part. I want to read um, in Hebrews 12. The Bible says, Wherefore, see, we also are compassed. I'm starting from verse 1. Compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the altar and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he did what he endured the cross, he despised the shame, and he is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endures such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. You have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And you have forgotten the exaltation which speaks to you as to children. My son, 
despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when you are rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loves, he chasteneth, and he scorches every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, the Lord deals with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement, wherefore all are partakers, then are you bastards and now sons. Okay. Uh, furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh who corrected us. We gave them reverence. Shall we not much more be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? They for a few days chasing us after their own pleasure but he does it for what for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness here is really where i'm coming now no chastening for the present seems to be joyous but grievous nevertheless afterwards it yields a peaceable uh, a fruit of righteousness to them who are exercised thereby the word chasing means that whole training and education of children, okay? It means um, that which cultivates the soul by correcting our mistakes and curbing our passions. I got this from the uh, strong translation, okay? It's instruction which aims at increasing virtue. So, what is it saying? That God will use his word, first of all, to show us the things that we may be doing that we should lay aside. God will give us the power through the Holy Spirit and the desire to do it. But we will have to yield to God and do it. We will have to agree with God, surrender with, to God. There's a part we have to place, play and yes, it might not be enjoyable to the flesh but we will have to do it okay in the first one the bible said we should lay aside weight we know those are the things that may hinder us they are not sin but they are preventing us we will have to lay them aside he says the sin that so easily beset us i will not go into detail here but he's talking about the sin of unbelief okay so we will have to allow god by his spirit to work in us and we'll have to cooperate with him now in addition to to the word of god sometimes we will go through situations and circumstances that will be difficult on us and we will have to press through depending upon god and god will use those circumstances and those situations to conform us to the image of christ and as i said earlier this process of pruning, this process of purging is transformational. We will be like gold, okay? We will not only reflect his glory, but we will be able to burn with holiness, zeal, and passion. The more we yield to this process of agreeing with God, he will give us the willingness, he will give us the power, but we will have to surrender to his word, we will have to go through the circumstances that he allow in our lives, and we will have to uh, learn obedience to God, even in the midst of the things that our flesh will suffer. And if we do this more and more, we will see us begin to manifest the presence of God, the power of God, the passion of God, 
And then, yes, the good thing, we will bring this fire on the earth. The zeal, the passion, the power of God, His holiness, we will begin to see lives impacted. We will begin to see lives transformed. We will see ourselves burning for the things for which the heart of God burns. We will become more and more like Jesus. There are no shortcuts. Okay, so I will stop here right now, but I hope that you are encouraged. I hope that you will continue on this path of transformation, becoming a 